Welcome to Women Leading the Way radio show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations, and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Jeanette Chasworth, your host for Design for Joy-Filled Living. And today our topic is, it's not easy being green. And our leading lady today is Ronnie Gore. She is an architect and she focuses on LEAD. LEAD is an environmentally friendly degree or designation that architects have. And it's all about going green and using green in your home. But it's really not easy. Welcome, Ronnie. I'm so happy to have you on our show. Hello, Jeanette. Nice to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. So, you know, I've learned, I've done a little bit of green building myself, and there's so many different aspects of it. And, you know, is it local? Is it this? And with everything, there's a give and take, you know, like, um, I know one of the things I've learned, you could have denim, they take old jeans and they use it for for insulation in the home and it's green friendly because you're recycling, but it also burns faster in a fire. It doesn't have the fire retardant, which is a chemical that they put in the um that they put in the the insulation. So Tell us a little bit about your struggles that you have when you're working with clients. Like, do people want the recycled? Do people want the fact that it's local? What what kind of struggles sure. do you see when people decide to build green? So, uh, first of all, green is um, just not really restricted to materials. It's actually, it starts from the first get-go, like that site. It's an open plot of land or there's a house existing there. It starts at that since the beginning of the design. If you're keeping the house, then you're already doing a lot of green because you're not you're not destroying things and throwing it in trash. You're using them, so that's already your recycling. Um, that's one aspect of green, keeping as not disturbing the ground that much, keeping the existing structure as much as possible, unless it is damaged. Secondly, green is also about using passive energy in terms of uh, using sun um, rays and the east-west and north-south direction as much as possible because we can't change that. We can change what we build and how we get our light from the sun and the sunlight and all of that and the wind. So this is really cool. I yeah. just was learning about biophilia, and they're talking about this. Like, for instance, having your breakfast room on the east side of the house so you catch the sun. First of all, you're getting sun first thing in the morning, but you're catching the heat. You're in the rooms where the heat is, and and our bodies physically need that as well. Absolutely. I see people 
who considerably have changed their life because the way the house was dark before and suddenly there is a lot of natural light. Just a diff- they, they, they just change. They're yeah. depressed before and suddenly you see they are happier. So that that's oh. another factor of being that I and and it also helps with energy like with your light bills because you're not using that much artificial mm-hmm. lighting or uh, HVAC. Um, so that's the that's a very important part of being green as well. My house was built in 1926, and I call it a baby craftsman. It was probably a Sears and Roebuck house or something like that, but. Um, it didn't have AC when we bought it. That was back in like 19, I don't know, somewhere around 2000. Anyway, mm-hmm. but if we open all the windows in the afternoon when that wind comes in, it just channels it right through the house and it cools the house off pretty quick. Yes, and that's the other thing I, I really strongly support of having natural ventilation. And that is something that I see that people are not very comfortable with because of the bugs and the mosquitoes. Uh, they don't want those things to come in. But there is always a give and take. Um, you can actually take care of those mosquitoes by various ways using organic products and planting. Yeah, and and planting accordingly, and still get natural yeah. ventilation. And it's also good for your health. All these micro microbes and these things you see developing in children, um, especially. Yeah, I mean, all, yeah. There, there's, there's a lot of health issues with people who live in more modern houses because they're not getting air ventilation. And then all the things we use on a daily basis, like cleaners and, and you know, some people do air fresheners and all these things get collected in the air and they don't go anywhere. And so the air quality inside can be much worse than the air quality outside. Absolutely. So how do you create natural ventilation in a more modern home? Well, I try to, I don't use that much of fixed glass. Where it's needed, I do. But where it's not Mm -hmm. needed, I try to use things which are operable. It could be a casement. It could be a hopper. It could be a slider. There are so many different ways. And also even the design of the windows, you can have just the top portion open. You don't have to open the whole window. If somebody's worried about privacy and security, you can still have ventilation um, going through your house. So there are a lot of ways uh, you can, can do that. And also nowadays these glass doors are so well made and they're insulated really well. So um, they're getting better and better at this technology. Yeah. Claire's story windows are a great way to if I if I ever get to build my house, which I will either be the architect's favorite client or their worst nightmare. But I want a Claire story window in my bedroom because that's the window you can keep open. It's up high. So the likelihood of somebody coming in, you can't really break in that way. But you can leave it open all night and and get all the breeze coming in. Absolutely, yes. Because hot air rises, so that mm-hmm. clear story window acts as a little chimney. You're creating a chimney effect. The hot air goes and the cooler air comes in. So you feel cooler in summers. 
and that's and, a real easy fix to do in most houses anyway if you just wanted to add a clerestory window. Yeah, I mean, um, one has to think about these things. What is very important to a homeowner, for example, if they don't want things open because they're worried about dust and bugs and all that, then, mm-hmm. that's, then that's a different story. Then you can have other ways of still getting the hot air out. It's not like you cannot do it. I have a home fan in my home, which I turn on, and it just sucks out warm air from my house. Um, and it's completely protected from the weather, from the elements. So somebody doesn't want to do a clear story window, they can install a house fan and um, take care of that. And those work. Inside. Those work, yeah. I have a friend who has one of those. And bam, you turn that on and 15 minutes later, whoosh, like the hot air is gone. Hot air is gone. Yeah. If there's any smells, they are gone. Um, yeah, it really helps with uh, all those aspects. So I think um, in terms of, um, and then you mentioned about insulation and all of that. So insulation is also uh, getting better in terms of uh, materials. But something that I have recently learned that people don't insulate properly. I mean, subcontractors. You really have to pay attention that there are no gaps left. Insulation needs to touch mm-hmm. the drywall and the exterior completely. If there is any gap, you're losing energy. That's how these things work. Mm-hmm. So um, that is something uh, that one has to pay attention to. If there are any holes, you will, and there are ways to detect if your wall is leaking air nowadays. So something, if somebody is very energy conscious and they really want to lower their bills, I would definitely suggest doing an insulation test to see where the insulation um, has missed which part of the wall. And suddenly you'll see this wall feels so cold and versus the other wall or, or vice versa. Um, so, yeah, that... Uh, so insulation, I would say something uh, on that regard, that one needs to install it properly, especially around studs as well. And um, maybe it's a good idea to add a solid core insulation behind the stud on the exterior side if somebody is really wanting to do a high-energy um, saving on their home. It's costly a little bit, but it will help in the long run. Um, and what about, uh, yeah, locally sourced materials are always good to have. Um, and, and my clients also like that and they agree. So I, I try to use the local um, uh, stores, which I have. I don't try to go online and find some really um, something that comes all the way from Europe. Um, um, I, I try to... Uh, support local businesses and um, see what they have in stock versus just having things, transportation move all around the world to do a small project or to do a project. Yeah. Because the footprint of that is so huge. Yes. Yes. um, You you can really save on materials. And once... You're living in a big city like Los Angeles? Yes, there's everything available. You just have to look around and kind of ask for it, um, demand for it. And also recycling. I 
try to I tell my guys you are not going to damage wood but before that also it starts with using the right lumber sizes which are available in the market why do you want to waste create waste by designing wrong sizes of rooms and other things uh so that is you can cut waste right at the design point as well by keeping in mind that it is really important Yes. Yeah, and and yes. being able to utilize a room, maybe you just have to cut, you know, some of the wood away. But some of there's a company that I I do work with sometimes, and they are really big on recycling, and they have furniture that they create out of out of recycled products. And one of the items they have on their showroom floor is um, made out of railroad ties that are made out of like redwoods, and this is they're big they're they're big and they were throwing them in the dump and like these trees shouldn't ever go in the dump these are massive trees very valuable trees and um they took them and they turned them into furniture instead of letting them go to the dump which is is wonderful yes i would I, that's really nice and great i think we need to kind of support such businesses and such ideas in order to really uh, continue this green movement and bring more awareness. Um, so, yes, I, I think that's a great idea to, to do something from waste. And bring your talent to work towards this goal. I think that's that's what uh, everybody should do. I and mean, even on a construction job site, just keep an eye on what you, you're differentiating your waste and making sure that whatever you can recycle, you keep on recycling until you cannot recycle. Um, so I, I feel too easy to throw it away. It's sorry, too what? easy to throw it away. I think too many people think it's just too easy to throw away. It's harder yes. to recycle it. It's harder to find somebody who may want it, but it's easy to throw it away. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, small pieces of lumber, um, there's not much use to it, but... If right. you had the right person who could just make it into powder and take it or just take it and make use of it by making it a powder for something, I mean, that could be amazing if there was somebody who could just come and collect all those things. But these Absolutely. are kind of expensive, these are expensive ideas. And uh, it has to work at uh, more of a city level. Like they collect garbage for us, we should come and collect this thing for us and take it to the wood recycling plant or something. And somebody makes wood tiles out of it, they make whatever. There are a lot of things people do with uh, this this uh, wood which has been thrown away. Um, and also, so we're going to take a, a quick moment and recognize one of our sponsors. Women Lead okay. Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all our sponsors and partners. And now back to our show. So 
Ronnie, tell us a little bit about how you got started and what 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 is your passion for recycling? Um, well, first of all, I think uh, the more we recycle, it reduces uh, the manufacturing of those materials, um, making new materials. So it, cre- it reduces the carbon footprint. It is a life cycle process. So you when you recycle something, you are eliminating that whole entire life cycle process of making that particular product and just cutting it into more than 50% and using it. So it saves a lot uh, in carbon emissions, carbon footprint, all of it. It's good for the environment and the greenhouse emissions. So I think recycling is very important. And also I would support manufacturers who are using recycled products to make new products. That's a big thing that is also part of the sustainability in order to be called a green building or to get certified. Um, that's a big component uh, to, be, to use, to use recycled, to use manufacturers who use recycled products in their manufacturing. So that's my and how do you my goal. Know, like, I mean, you obviously know have all those details, and I do suggest if you're doing something big to your home, you certainly call an architect and don't try to do it yourself. This is not a do-it-yourself project. But how do I know as I'm looking at starting my home project? Is it is it marked somewhere? How do I know if what the product I'm looking at is recycled? Does it say on the label? It says on the label what do I that look for? So, they are, so there'll be a recycle symbol in some places. They also categorize it's 80%, whatever the percentage they have used from what kind of recycling. Sometimes it's the end product recycling. There are different stages of products that come for recycling. So, they, so there are this, just like on, an, uh, on food containers or you go to buy something. Um, they, they need to clarify those things. Uh, it will be part of the label. Once you start reading okay. it, you'll understand more and more. So, And also, um, there is a green business program initiative run by the city where people who are manufacturing green products or green businesses, they are listed on that. So if you go there, you can actually find somebody. For example, clean. What is that website? Your, it's um, it's Green Business um, Tracker. It's run by sanitation develop, um, sanitation department of LA. Okay. And uh, that is trying to create this initiative and making um, green businesses come together. It's another campaign in terms of supporting green uh, initiatives. I would definitely advise. So I found a cleaning company for cleaners, home cleaners, and even for pets. So it's completely organic and it's green. And um, um, that's Ooh, how I found gardeners. it. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want I don't want to have Roundup and and stuff like that used in my yard. There's there's organic ways to keep the weeds away, and that's what I want. Right. Yes. Uh, that, so, yeah, so they are trying this. So you just have to find um, uh, these things. And I would talk to these companies and I would try to talk, see their projects before I use it 
like big materials. I would try to talk to a few clients and um, do a little bit of research if you're not sure. And of course, talk to professionals. That's the, that's the best thing to do because you don't have time to do everything. Sometimes it's no. good and to... As somebody yeah. starting out on a project, it could take me, I mean, you've done years of research into this. And it does take a long time. I know what went into me becoming an interior designer. And, you know, we're constantly searching. We're constantly adding to our portfolio as far as vendors that we want to work with and vendors we have learned lessons with and we don't want to work with. So the best thing to do is not try to do it yourself and try to do all the research, but hire somebody who's already an expert in it. It'll save you so much time and worry. Yes, I, I, I agree to that because it's just like any other profession. Let's say you want some legal advice. You're not going to go on your own. You're going to hire a lawyer. <laughs> uh, same with your tax preparation documents. So similarly, I think uh, even though there are these big, big manufacturers like Home Depot, they make this construction and design reachable to people. But if you really talk to professionals, you not only save money and time, but you get the right things installed correctly. That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, people, oh, it costs more money, but it really doesn't because then you're not making those mistakes. How many, I know I've been called out on many a job. Well, we started doing it and then, you know, we got stuck and, and now I have to work with some stuff that, you know, doesn't work and I got to make it work or, you know, they're not ready to go undo, but they've decided they need help to do, to complete it. And it, it's much harder work. And then you've spent all this money and, and you're not happy with it. And, you know, if they'd spent a little bit more, they would have been much happier with it and they would have saved money too, because they're not spending all the time and, anxiety and and you we've got resources that they don't know about yes uh, and uh, also you know uh, good firms uh, their websites and their reviews talk about it so it's uh, something that is available nowadays it's not something you're talking to somebody who's totally a stranger right and some or the other way you can find these people they're part of a community so you feel good about talking to these people. And, um, so as yeah. an average homeowner, as an average homeowner, what can we do to recycle? You know, like, okay, maybe just on a daily basis, what, what are some things that we can do to, to um, lessen our footprint? So, um, so, Part of this green business program is something I found called TerraCycle. And there are things like batteries and stuff which you cannot put in your normal trash container. They come and collect it. Um, I'm sure they have a program. I don't know what they charge. But somebody coming and picking it up from you, from your house, I think that's amazing. So I would recycle. I would separate batteries, ink, ink containers that I use, cartridges, uh, things that cannot be put in a re regular bin. The blue bin always has metal, I mean, paper and plastic. We know that. The trash is trash. And 
the green winds are green winds. So as much as you try to keep this thing secluded, um, it's, it's going to be good for the environment. Um, and just okay. even uh, making sure that we have separate containers for all these things. Paper, we should recycle paper from a printer. So many of us just throw it away. So yeah. it starts right there. And um, and putting it in the right container, you know, sometimes you get, you don't put the recycled stuff in the recycle. You put it in the trash. So just being very mindful about and conscious. And it's a habit. You do it every day. You get it. Right. So tell me a little and bit paint. about your business. Yeah. You I have an my... architectural firm, so tell me what the yeah. name of it is and tell me a little bit about what your mission is. So the name of my firm is Amorsa Studio, and uh, I uh, like to design and build. So I'm also a licensed general contractor. I believe in sustainability, and um, amorphous means I could build anything that a client wants, it's for them. So it could, it doesn't have to be a style that uh, is something I like. And mostly my design comes from talking to my clients, looking at the side, looking at the context, looking at the local climate, materials, weather. And uh, my goal is to um, do energy-friendly buildings and housing and not make huge houses because that's the other thing. We don't need so much space to live. We could do with little. Um, and that, so these are the things that um, I think will also help with affordability um, and um, more people will be able to afford if we had more properties or houses built. And uh, our ADUs are very popular right now. So if you are really looking into multi-generational living or your extended family living, it's a great idea to convert that garage to an ADU and you will help with climate as well. You're creating housing right there on your property and you're helping the city with that. Yeah, that that's tiny goals. house building at its best, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. So, yes, I am a design and build firm. I design, I get permits, and I can I also build it for my clients. That's really awesome because not all architects actually do the building. That's and um, being involved in the – I find you have to really be involved in every stage of the process to get the desire that you want. Like you said, the the wall has to be filled completely, otherwise it's not going to work. And if you've just handed off, here's the design, you hand it off to somebody else who may not be LEED certified, L-E-E-D, that's what you want to look for when when you're looking at green builders. But maybe the builder's not green certified and they're not going to pay attention to some of that stuff. They're going to do it however they want. And, and they're not experienced with the products. So mistakes can get made that way. Mm-hmm. Yes, somebody who's uh, who's not knowledgeable, and they, some people really don't uh, care. Sometimes they are just mm-hmm. running out of time, and they have to, you know, it's all different things. It's some people just uh, are there to do a business. They are really not looking into doing a good job. So um, it is important to 
just hire the right people, I would say. Can you give us, how would you like people to contact you? Can you give, spell your website? Can you give us a phone number? What sure. Would you like? um, I, can, um, I can give you my phone number. It's 310-633-4735. And my website is amorphous.studio. Um, I can spell it. It's A-M-O-R-P-H-O-U-S dot S-T-U-D-I-O. That's it. Very good. And let's repeat the phone number one more time because I know sometimes it's hard to write fast. Three one zero. By the time you find the paper and pen. Three one zero six three three four seven three five. Awesome. Is there anything else? Some last minute words you have for us as far as building, recycling, keeping our yes. footprints lower. I forgot to mention about paint cans and. Um, if if they're sitting there for a long time, you should recycle it at the special recycling stations in the city where you can just go and give it to them. So I would advise them people not to put that in trash cans, but recycle those things as well. That that was something yeah, I I've knew. done some work with some recycled paint companies. It's really amazing what they do. Yes. All right. Um, okay. Well, that's our show for today. I'd like to thank you, Ronnie, for being our leading lady today. And special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. We will be back again for another Women Lead radio show, Mondays at 9 a.m., Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. It's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.